of the hour news. As it happens, when it happens, wherever it happens. Local, regional, and global. Only on Q95, the big station. Q95DA.com. Right on Q. Good evening. This is the Prime Evening News for today, Monday, August 22nd, 2022. I'm your presenter, Ferdinand Valmond, in the headlines. Only on Q95. UWP leader Lennox Linton says the absence of prosecutions and convictions for money laundering in Dominica shows the existing legislation is not being enforced. Prime Minister of Barbados, Mia Amo Motley, warns about more disruption to the food supply into next year as a result of droughts in North America, China, and other parts of the world. Wherever it happens. And Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky warns that the fighting could escalate this week, and he is calling for strength as the country prepares for its Independence Day on August 24, 2022. The news is brought to you for the very kind compliments of Digital. Details and more on these stories coming up next. Q, top of the hour news. Want more for money? We hear you, Dominica. For as low as $5, you can now activate a one-day Digital Prime bundle and get unlimited Digi2Digi calls. 25 anywhere minutes, 1.5 gigs data to use as you like. Endless social messaging on WhatsApp, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. Plus 7 gigs data to use Digicel apps. Activate a Digicel Prime bundle today in my Digicel app or dial star 140 and a punky. Digicel, better together. More. More. With Digicel, you always get more. More savings on data, talk, entertainment, and even smartphones. More speed and reliability on our super-fast fiber network. More LTE coverage all across Dominica. More value for your money and more rewards too. With Digicel, you get more of all the things you love and more. Dominica. Digicel has been giving you more for 16 years and we will continue to deliver on that promise because you keep us going. More is Digicel. Digicel and Dominica, better together. And welcome back. First off in the news, during the sitting of the second meeting of the third session of the 10th Parliament in the House of Assembly this morning, leader of the United Workers' Party, Lennox Linton, questioned what do we have to show at this stage in terms of demonstrating the effectiveness of Dominica's comprehensive anti-money laundering provisions. He added that the absence of prosecutions and convictions for money laundering shows the existing legislation is not being enforced. What do we have to demonstrate at this stage in terms of the effectiveness or ineffectiveness of our comprehensive anti-money laundering provisions? The absence of money laundering prosecutions and convictions simply tell us that existing legislation is not being used adequately, effectively, or at all. And Mr. Speaker, in Dominica, we are supposed to have a police force that is professional in conduct and responsive and effective in its operations. The police force is our premier law enforcement body, responsible to meet the changing demands of society 
in crime management, in investigation, in prosecution, in related action. Linton added that the police force has a definite critical role to play in safeguarding and enforcing the provisions of the Constitution and the rule of law. The police force has a definitive, a very critical role to play in safeguarding the provisions of the constitutional rule of law by preserving the public peace, preventing and detecting crimes and offenses, and apprehending and causing to be apprehended persons who have committed or are charged with or suspected of having committed or having abetted the commission of or been about to commit a crime or an offense. Mr. Speaker, the offense of money laundering extends to property regardless of value, which directly or indirectly represents the proceeds of crime and includes money, investment, assets, and all other property, real or personal, heritable or movable, wherever situated, whether in Dominica or elsewhere, and includes any interest in such property. And that was leader of the United Workers' Party, Lennox Linton. Executive member of the Concerned Citizens' Movement, CCM, John Blanchard, laments that the government goes to the House of Parliament to pass laws on legalization of cannabis, which will encourage youths to smoke freely rather than create meaningful employment opportunities by creating cannabis industries. He was speaking on the CCM program on Q95 Friday evening. They also go to the parliament to pass laws to allow for our youth to smoke a joint freely rather than passing laws to cultivate, process, and use the same cannabis for more productive uses, thereby creating employment, and that is meaningful employment for the youth of our country. Do like the other countries have done, like St. Vincent and others, where persons can apply for a license to cultivate, to grow marijuana. You can actually sell that, I mean, export it, you can do it for um, medicinal purposes and what have you, and build the economy, creates, creates more jobs for the young people, well, for everybody, basically, but more the young people that are over there struggling and can get a job. That would make more sense, rather than just go to the parliament and the guys can walk around town freely now, smoking the marijuana and so on. It's okay if that's what they want to do. Blanchard added that the government needs to take steps to create employment opportunities for young people in Dominica, and he is not seeing evidence of any such actions. He went on to say that it is also of the view of many Dominicans that the government has a tendency of abusing state resources in terms of distribution to party supporters. As a government, you need to do things to create employment for the young people in this country, and I'm not seeing it happening. Okay? Now, it is also the views of many Dominicans that this government also abuses state resources. The distribution of state resources are given to just a few party supporters. Okay? They have no respect for the rule of law and the constitution. None at all. Bad management of the economy okay, by this government have caused poverty unemployment and crimes to escalate over the last 15 years or so. And now, what's happening to, to, to them? They are frustrated. They are frustrated because they have no clue as to um, how this will run the country.
And that was executive member of the Concerned Citizens Movement, CCM, John Blanchard. I quote, how can we stop rogue policemen or those who seem to be exploited by the powers that be to harass and threaten law-abiding citizens, Ask sociologist Simeon Joseph. He says while the police must realize that they need the public support, the community and society must themselves solve these issues. He claims that they require law-abiding citizens so that the task will be simpler. We have to address those things because in the end of the day, the police have to realize that they need the citizenry on their side. They need law-abiding citizens on their side. They need people who respect law and order on their side. They need leaders in the community to work along with them to ensure that their life is easier, their work is easier, that they gain the support of the community in the execution of their duties. He added that the police need to understand that they must work hand in hand with the public who can help and support them in carrying out their duty to protect and serve, noting that if things continue along this path, a gap will be seen growing between police and the larger society. Joseph questions what serves as the models for the society and for local communities. All these things you see uh, create a scenario where you will have a widening gulf and a gap between the police and the wider society. The police need to realize that, that, that you walk hand in hand with the citizenry who will assist you and support you in the execution of your duties to protect and serve. What standard are we setting? What is our standard bearer? Uh, in our community and as a society. So, so those things create anomalies and doubts in the minds of people about the integrity of the justice system, the judiciary, the executive in Dominica. And that was a sociologist Simeon Joseph. Dr. Peter Saint-Jean, a professor of peaceology, sociology, and criminology, says given where Dominica is now in its history, after so many studies and investigations, Dominica cannot keep acting like the same way and expect different results and needs to suspend community policing because it has been tainted for too long. He emphasizes that police policing is what is needed because the window for Dominica in terms of community policing has already closed and what is being done right now is turning the phrase community policing into a mantra used by politicians to appear as though they are taking crime seriously. We need to outsmart, we need to outsmart this thing. We can't outshoot it. We can't outfund it. I have said that the window for community policing in Dominica is currently closed. Community policing has become perverse and moved from what its intentions have been in order for it to function. We have reverted to a pre-1996 model. What we need now is police policing. Good police policing as a precursor to community policing. Because what we are doing is the more that we keep messing around and making community policing the term be just a buzzword for political actors to pretend as if they're doing something serious about crime, it is more that they're going to dismantle the capacity of community policing to work with its integrity. 
Dr. Sejan continued by pointing out that additional empirical evidence is becoming apparent as discussions continue. And when it comes to community policing, the fact that it has been carried out improperly for such a long time will only compromise its efficiency. He continued by saying that the swamp needs to be drained because the infrastructure necessary for community policing to function as a strategy has been corrupted for so long. So we have to stop. We have to put a pause on community policing because the necessary infrastructure for it to work as a strategy has been perversed for so long that we need to drain the swamp. And that was a sociology professor and criminologist Dr. Peter Sejan. And still in the local news, this generation's socio-psychological preoccupation with titles needs to be revisited, especially as it relates to the youth, says motivational speaker Petra Carbon George, who claims one such issue began the taboos surrounding certain skills and occupations, such as fishing and the social connotations attributed to being a fisher versus being a lawyer or a doctor. Miss George sought to throw the connectivity we all have to wider society and the reliance on each other that will help motivate the youth to become more involved. The community give the, the, the young people the idea that fishing is like for poor people. That's the notion that they give to, to our young people, like Fishing is for poor people and everybody telling the children, I want you to go to school to be a lawyer, to be a doctor, to be a, a teacher, a nurse. I'm not saying nothing is wrong in these things. What I'm saying is, yes, it's okay to be a lawyer. It's okay to be a teacher. It's okay to, to strive for greatness. But fishing has a greatness in it as well. So we have to really empower youth in those segments to let them know the type of work you do does not make you a better person. Just because you're a farmer or just because you're a fisher does, fisherman does not make you less in the community because we all need each other. We all need each other. The lawyer needs to eat, so he must buy from the farmer. The lawyer needs to eat, he will buy from the fisherman. When something go wrong and you need to take somebody before the court, yes, you will get that lawyer. So we have to show the children what is in it for them, what they're going to gain by the programs that we implement and what they're going to, how they're going to become a better person. And that was the motivational speaker Petra Carbon George. Public officials must boldly exercise the authority given to them under the law to take action regarding criminal activities without fear or favor. This from UWP Senator Ernie Johnfin speaking at this morning's parliament session on amendments to the Money Laundering Act. Senator Johnfin in her deliberations apportioned relevant aspects of the Money Laundering Act that need resolute attention and practice. She recommended focusing on capacity building in the relevant areas for purposes of practicable application, if indeed we desire to be a country of good reputation in governance. Because we do not want to be caught in a tangled web of role overload or role ambiguity, I'm referring here, Mr. Speaker, to the key players in the process the Financial Services Unit, the Customs Unit, the Police Unit, or financial institutions, and others, Mr. Speaker. The proposed rules or laws should provide for all to be extremely knowledgeable in order to effectively exercise vigilance regarding suspicious transactions. And this, again, I will say, should be done without political interference. 
in order to be effective. There's an urgent need to fill the gaps, to tighten the knots that may exist in our laws and our policies regarding the issue at hand. Everyone must play a part to ensure that the necessary steps are taken to mitigate the risks associated with money laundering. Mr. Speaker, all reasonable steps must be taken to demonstrate to all the international or the international community that we are determined to, and we are being proactive in preventing the proceeds of crime from being laundered through our financial institutions and in Dominica as a whole. Let me reiterate, required personnel should boldly exercise the authority given them under the law to take action regarding these criminal activities without fear and without fear. Senator Ernie John Finn, CCM Treasurer John Blanchard alleges that there have been several instances over the years where those in positions of, of authority may have broken the law themselves and have also permitted and accepted other people doing the same. He further alleges that this may very well be one of the primary causes for the increase in illegal firearms in Dominica. Blanchard questions what else is there to expect given the high rates of poverty and unemployment but increased instability and violence. He discussed this parallel on the Concerned Citizen Movement program some weeks ago, highlighting the fact that there have been several scenarios that demonstrated the increasing lawlessness in the society. He wonders what else can we anticipate and that we should take a look at the misuse of power by the police and people in positions of authority and the misuse of economic freedoms and rights. He concluded that it may reasonably be said that we reside in a state of lawlessness where those who establish the laws are also those who are breaking them. He believes the only way for Dominica to advance is for the burden of dictatorship to be removed from office. There, there are many events right, and situations, scenarios, spoken words that we sometimes don't notice. We can now look back and recall the interception of barrels of guns by the cost by custom officers. We can also recall leading up to the December 2019 election when the wife of the Prime Minister went on record to welcome her snipers and Navy SEALs. We will also recall when Shakira Lockhart asked Dominicans to come through the back door to vote for Labour. Now we all know what normally comes with backdoor. When you come in backdoor, it's, it's an illegal entry. So we can better understand now why all of these guns are in the country because we had all of these things coming from members of the, of the Labour Party. So we see when the young people see these things happening, when we see the caliber of, of, of individuals, known characters who follow the Labour Party during the 2019 um, election campaign, people will definitely start to behave bad. They will start to behave lawless because lawlessness is coming from the top. It is trickling down through society. So we can better understand now why we have all of these guns and all of that violence in the country. And that was John Blanchard, treasurer of the CCM. In other news, Prime Minister of Barbados, Mia Amo Motley, 
warned about more disruption to the food supply into next year as a result of droughts in North America, China and other parts of the world at Agri-Investment Forum and Expo 2 at Queen's Park, Savannah, Trinidad on Friday. Motley stressed that the reorganization of plans beyond the medium term is imperative, stating that therefore it means that their plans cannot be medium-term plans to substitute feeder, which they must do as Guyana is planning to do under the distinguished leadership of President Ali by 2025, with and soya production being rampant up to scale. We have the confluence of three global crises. We are at war with climate. We are at war with the remaining aspects of pandemics, not just the COVID-19 pandemic, but also the antimicrobial resistance slow pandemic, which is actually going to hurt more of us as we go forward simply because our bodies are not fighting off the super viruses. And of course, we are at war with inflation as a result of war with war. And if ever, therefore, there was a time, as you've heard from all who have spoken thus far and all who I'm sure will come, for us to act with a great sense of the urgency of now, it is now. We have been, as recent as this week, receiving stories in the news media of the acute droughts that are taking place, not just in North America, but in China and other parts of the world. We expect that this will all have an impact on the supply of food going into next year. It therefore means that our plans cannot only be the medium-term plans to substitute feed, which we must do, as Guyana is planning to do under the distinguished leadership of my brother, President Ali, by 2025, with corn and soya production being ramped up to scale. But in the interim, we don't have the luxury of that because we have a population that is feeling the vagaries and, and the negative consequences of rampant inflation. But inflation is going to also reinforce the fact that the lack of access is going to be there because of these droughts. And that was Prime Minister of Barbados, Mia Amamotli. And as the war between Ukraine and Russia reaches its six-month mark, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky warns that the fighting could escalate this week, and he is calling for strength as the country prepares for its Independence Day, which will be observed and celebrated on August 24, 2022. On the streets of Kyiv this weekend, the burnt-out remains of Russian tanks and battalion vehicles. Ukrainian civilians, defiant and proud, snapping pictures on their cell phones. So close to these weapons of war, they can touch them. It is very beautiful that we made such an exhibition. It raises morale very much. On the streets outside of Moscow, a vivid act of violence unusual for the Russian capital. Forensic investigators combed through debris today after a car bomb detonated late last night, killing the daughter of a Putin ally. Russian officials blame Ukraine for the attack, but Ukrainian officials deny any involvement. Elsewhere in Nikopol, down the river from Europe's largest nuclear power plant, residents clear rubble and sweep up debris. 
Russia has accused Ukraine of new shelling dangerously close to the Zaporizhia plant, stoking fears of a nuclear meltdown. I'm worried about there being a leak because there's fighting going on there. We don't know exactly what's going on. Meantime, in the eastern Donbass, where much of the fighting in Ukraine has been concentrated, residents endured more shelling, leaving entire blocks in ruins. When they don't shoot, it's like the calm before the storm, and we wait for something to happen at any moment. That's how we're living now. As the country looks ahead to its Independence Day Wednesday, President Volodymyr Zelensky warns of more fighting to come. We should be aware that this week, Russia may try to do something particularly nasty, something particularly cruel, such as our enemy. A country bracing for the worst as it continues fighting for its freedom. And that was the prime in the news, but first a recap of the headlines. When it happens. UWP leader Lennox Linton says the absence of prosecutions and convictions for money laundering in Dominica shows the existing legislation is not being enforced. Prime Minister of Barbados Amir Amo Motley warns about more disruption to the food supply into next year as a result of droughts in North America, China and other parts of the world. News as it and Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky warns that the fighting could escalate this week and he is calling for strength as the country prepares for its independence day on August 24, 2022. The news was brought to you for the very kind compliments of Digital. I've been your presenter for this environment. Q, top of the hour news. As it happens, when it happens, wherever it happens, local, regional,